classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for its time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Florian will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Well, good morning, Great Metal Debate listeners. This is Brian coming to you from around Kentucky Lake this morning. And as always, with me is my good friend, well, not really good friend, this guy I know named Gomfog. Gomfog, how are you? You might know me as the master of metal, Brian. If you want to be delusional, go ahead. we got a lot to talk about this podcast, but I want to start while it's fresh in your mind with a couple of things that you've been doing. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about to a couple of shows that you went to, which you came back from super excited. So let's start with the first concert you went to. Tell me all about it. Man, I sure was. The first of this month, October 1st, I got to go see an incredible show at Mercury Theater in Louisville, Kentucky, a venue I'd never been to before, featuring Elvete, The Agonist, Martina Edoff, and Catechus. Now, this show, Brian, uh-huh. was supposed to feature Epica. Epica was going to be the headliner, but because right. of issues in singer Simone's family, they had to cancel Leave the U.S. For the second time in a row, they've had to cancel U.S. tours. So Elvete was the headliner. That sucks, man. I hope we, I hope it works out, but I also hope she gets to come back. Yeah, they're supposed to early in 2016, but again, Two times in a row having a tour canceled, that has to really suck. It sucks for me as a fan, but I can't imagine as a band who's invested lots of time and money into planning a North American tour. Right. But I really feel sorry for folks who had their tickets refunded because they missed one hell of a show. Excellent. I've heard good things about their show. It was really good, starting off with the local band opening, Catechus from New Albany, Indiana, Uh female-fronted alternative metal, not necessarily as far as the song structure, my thing, Uh but they were very strong, and I thought the singer was really impressive. Was it uh, operatic singing or growls, harsh vocals, normal singing? What was it? No, no, no. They're they're more like an alternative metal, alternative melodic, I guess I would say. Uh Well, the fact that you think anything alternative is impressive is impressive to me, and I'm going to check them out. I mean... They sound like they're worth checking out if you like them. The next band, Martina Edoff from Sweden. That's more like, more kind of a straight-ahead rock, more like kind of an 80s metal feel. No one knew any of their music. I I had heard one of the songs. So, you know, it's always the weird thing when the audience is completely... uh, (laughs) Oblivious. (laughs) Yeah, when when, when you don't know the material. So you just end up watching the performance. And I thought it was a good performance. I'd have to hear more Mm. to know whether I'd want to see them again. So they were straight up uh, more rock 80s metal. That's kind of how I would classify them. Okay. Uh, Now, probably for my favorite band that you saw in that show. You're talking about the Agonist. I am talking about the Agonist. It's the third time I've seen the Agonist. 
Brian, they never disappoint. Always a good performance. I thought Vicky's vocals were stronger than the first time I saw her back in April. And, of course, you know they've been touring across the world, really her first world tour. So it's not surprising that her performance had improved. And, again, that band, they just always bring it. Yeah. And their material is so strong. That brand of melodic death metal, uh-huh. good mixture, in my mind, of clean and harsh vocals. I can't say enough about the Agonist. I just love those guys. Always really cool to see. Well, you know, you know that Vicky's one of my favorite singers, and I really like the new material. And that was going to be a question of mine. Uh, she's improved on the on the second show you saw her at. Do you think that's a matter of experience and just getting more comfortable with the music? I'm sure that's part of it, but also part of it is just the rigors of the tour and practicing and having to perform right. day after day, week after week. I don't care how talented yeah. you are. Yeah. To take that talent and transition it into a regular touring performer, it's like someone with all the athletic talent in the world, but then having to go out and Sunday after Sunday perform on the football field, that takes a a level of experience and toughness. Right. You have have to take care of the muscles that you use, and hers is in her throat, so that's awesome. Uh, Now, what about the last band? Oh, my, man. Elvete so impressed me. They just blew me away with their material. And Kriegel, he is a mastermind. You might think hearing song after song that talks about Celts getting killed by Romans would be boring. (laughs) But, oh my God, it was amazing. The mixture of folk instruments, the metal, Uh they blew me away with their performance. I got to meet Kriegel and Anna Murphy after the show. Just super nice folks really down to earth. I mean, Kriegel was just smoking a, cigar, a cigarette and, yeah. you know, talking to fans. Uh-huh. Anna was standing there drinking a beer. Super cool. And, Brian, I'll say this. This was a pure metal show. You don't, you can't get more metal than these guys. Uh-huh. And yet, there was little to no emphasis on the electric guitar. Oh. Those instruments were in the background and front and center were the hurdy-gurdy and the fiddle. Those were the lead instruments in this metal band and performance, and it couldn't have been more metal. Hurdy-gurdy and fiddle are as or more metal than electric guitar, Brian, in this new age of modern metal. Of all the things that you've said, that may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard about metal. Are You, you can't be serious, right? Oh, I'm deathly serious, Brian. How and I know that, say that? I know that flies all over you, but it is true. You don't need electric guitar. I mean, that's fine if you want to have it as, as an element of a song. Oh, but it's you. completely unnecessary for heavy You're metal. ridiculous. It's what started heavy metal. It's the only thing that started heavy metal was distortion through guitars. You can't move into a new era with the new the hurdy-gurdy. Are you kidding me? Hurdy-gurdy is as much or more metal than guitar. Oh. I want to cuss you right now. God! Elvete, although they're interesting music, they keep my attention, and I like some of their stuff. It's not the hurdy-gurdy and the violin or the fiddle that keep them going in a metal uh, Oh, man, no. That that droning sound of the hurdy-gurdy, I mean, that just blew me away. She was killing it. And again, Anna on the hurdy-gurdy and the violinist, they were front and center. They were the ones doing the solos. They were the focus of the music. There was a guitarist, but they remained in the background. Those folk instruments led the metal assault. Dude, there's a bluegrass festival down in Owensboro coming up soon. If you want to hit the barrier, 
you know, you can get up there and headbang to the banjo and the harmonica. After all, they're the key to metal. I hope you're picking up on my sarcasm there. Here's the thing that gets me, Brian. Back in the 80s, in the awful 80s, when I was listening to that terrible music, why didn't I think of folk metal? It makes so much sense. Because when there was real metal around, folk didn't enter into it. It's only by progress and getting better as an artist that we start leading to bullshit stuff in metal. <laughs> I, I, I did the air quotes around progress. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Brian, I still haven't told you the best part of that show. What's that? I guess about two-thirds of the way through the show, uh, one of the more aggressive, really head-banging songs. And and I felt all of a sudden hands at my back, and I realized somebody was pressing up against me trying to get into at the barrier. You know, I'm like pushing back. I'm not going to give up my space at the barrier, (laughs) man. I've been standing there for for hours. No one's pushing me away. Nonetheless, these two ladies did end up pushing right up next to me, pushed the other guy out of the way took his spot at the barrier, and especially this one blonde lady with long hair, Uh she was going crazy, just headbanging, whipping that hair around, and that was fine with me. I was headbanging along with her, just wasn't giving any ground. But she was getting into it, and I loved that, man. So that song ends, and at that point, Kriegel, the lead vocalist for Elvete, looks down the crowd and goes, yeah, and we want to give a shout-out to our friends from Russia who are here tonight, our friends from Arcona who stopped by to watch our show on a day off from their tour. No way. That blonde lady next to me headbanging was Masha Scream from Arcona. That's awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. That's great, man. So you're headbanging with a true headbanger. I was, man, with a true pagan... (laughs) It was awesome. I got to meet her and see the guys in Arcona after the show. And I saw Masha there, and I walked up, and I just shook her hand and said, it was an honor to rock with you. (laughs) And she put her hand over mine and just kind of nodded. I don't know if that was just her way of showing empathy or if she doesn't know enough English to respond to me. Hey, metal is a universal language, man. That's great. I mean, that sounds like a great show. You know, I love the the touring bands that do well. I love local bands that do well. You spoke of how good uh, Catechus was and what kind of uh, music that they had. Do you have anything we could play from Catechus? Absolutely, man. Let's take a listen into this. Catechus, their song Evolve and Obey from the 2014 EP, String Me Up. All right.
I'm definitely going to be checking out more catechists. Catechus will be performing in Bowling Green, Kentucky, near to where I live, on Black Friday, November 27th, and I'm going to try to check them out again. I'll see if I can make it over there. Now, that's not the only show you got to this month. What was the second show? Just this past Friday, the 9th of October, I made my way up to Covington, Kentucky at Backstage Cafe Uh to see Unleash the Archers, Crimson Shadows, War Curse, and Gaborah. I'm so pissed that I missed this concert, dude. I wanted to go so bad. I, I want to tell the listeners that after it was over, you texted me, and all you said was, dude. And I knew exactly what you meant. I knew you were satisfied. I tell you what. Mercury Theater, where I saw Vette, it was a small venue, but still there was a barrier. Probably could hold, I don't know, 500 people. Right. This backstage cafe, that's a bar. The stage... Not as high as my coffee table. <laughs> and certainly no barrier. You're right up there face-to-face with the artist. That, well, kind of face-to-crotch, but I get what you mean. No, 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 no. The stage is not that tall. <laughs> That's great. So, you saw, who was first? Two local bands, Gamora. They're kind of, I guess, a mixture of progressive thrash and like melodic death metal. Uh-huh. Uh, really good, man. They had a lot of local support. It was obvious that they had several friends who were there just to see them. And that was that's always impressive to see that the opening band, the local folks from Cincinnati, right. had people right there to see them. I, I really enjoyed their set. Kind of melodic death metal, but a little a little thrashy as well. well I like a little thrashy for sure. And then the other local band, War Curse, yeah. they were really good, uh, more straight ahead, yeah. but uh, still good. I got to talk with the drummer for War Curse after the show, really cool guy, and he was critiquing Crimson Shadows as, <laughs> as they were setting up. He was talking about their stage gear, right. giving me some insight as a musician into what they were doing. Yeah, you know, I like that. Uh, Jonathan's done that for me at shows before, talking about, you know, musicianship and how good it is or lack thereof. As a non-musician, it's always cool to hear from a musician their take. Oh, it's definitely, definitely. And they sound a little more my speed, more straight metal, you know, not as complex, and I, I can get into that. Yeah, and we already have video of theirs up on our YouTube channel, so definitely check out Warker's performing live Severed Crosses. That sounds good. I'm assuming there were no hurdy-gurdies in it. It would have even been more metal with the hurdy-gurdy. You're a metal moron. But, dude, then came Crimson Shadows, and I had had a chance to interview Greg and Corey from Crimson Shadows earlier that day. Two really down-to-earth cool guys just hanging out in the back, having a beer, talking with them. That interview is up on our SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, please take a listen to them. Had a lot of interesting things to say, but when they hit the stage, man, you knew you saw we were seeing professionals. Their brand of straight-ahead power metal mixed with death metal, I was very, very impressed by Crimson Shadows. You won't find two better guitarists. That explains why they get so much good play on Facebook. People who go see them, people want to go see them, and, well, now I've got to go see them. You know my love for Canadian metal, and yeah. I don't think you get more Canadian metal than Crimson Shadow. Oh, there's so much good stuff there. Now, let's get to the band that I have talked with a couple of times and definitely regretted missing. One of my favorite front people and uh, some of the better guitarists from Canadian metal, 
tell us about Unleash the Archers. I feel bad. I, I feel like I should tell you the show was terrible you and, may sure, and yeah. lame and that you didn't miss anything. Sure. But, dude, you missed it all. God. They were so good. Crap. And can I tell you the best part? What's the best part? This is just a bar with yeah. a little a tiny rise for the stage. Right. So it's not like a venue where there's access from the side to the stage. One band comes on, plays, then everybody's got to get out of the way yeah. so that the bands can move their stuff in and out. Nice. And so Crimson Shadows finishes, and they start moving their stuff, and the guys and lady in Unleash the Archers start moving their stuff. Oh. They're playing some background music over the speakers between sets. They were playing Leather Rebel by Judas Priest, one of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Brittany Slays happened to be just a few feet from me. She was singing along. I got to hear Brittany Slays sing the chorus to Leather Rebel. And let me just say, <laughs> any fears I had that what she provides on the album, she wouldn't be able to do live. Those fears were wiped away because she killed that chorus, and I knew I was about to see something special. Oh yeah, I mean her 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 influences as a as a singer are are uh, Halford and uh, Dickinson. You know, particularly Dickinson. She is a, a metalhead, and she can perform quite well uh, in a live setting. It surprises me that you still like Judas Priest, as they don't have any harmonicas and banjos. But if you're willing to settle for metal, that's okay with me. Well, there was no settling that night with Brittany and the boys because they obliterated us. I mean, I just, I, you missed it, dude. Oh, I can't God. believe you didn't go. Shit. Gosh. They played like six, seven songs off of their new album, Time Stands yeah, Still. They played three songs off their first album. It was so well done. Yeah. She was so talented. That first scream that she did at the beginning of Frozen Steel yeah. was spot on. Every note she hit. And she has such a good stage presence, interacts with the crowd, had us singing along. And, Brian, I couldn't help but think of you on the closer. Oh, it was, wasn't it? They closed with a track off their Japanese release, Twisted Sisters, Stay Hungry. Oh, my gosh. That's and I awesome. couldn't help but think that if you had been there and saw me headbanging and singing along with Brittany and Stay Hungry, what you would have said. Oh, man. See, it just takes over, dude. Your roots, your roots won't go away. They possess you and make you metal out. Well, I will say this, Brian. I mean, comparing those two bands, Unleash the Archers and Elvete, I'm not going to say one is more metal than the other. Unleash the Archers is, I think, as metal as you can be and still have that classic traditional take. I mean, yeah. they're so good. At the same time, I, it's like they've taken the classic sound about as far as you can do but I think that's kind of the limit. I mean, beyond that, you've got to include different elements like Elvete does. Well, uh, maybe one day uh, people like Unleash the Archers and Judas Priest will uh, include a hammered dulcimer for you. So, you know, that would be lovely, lovely metal. And then, you know, maybe we can resurrect Bubbles Dant, the greatest uh, female operatic singer ever, 
And then you just be head banging along, won't you? Gosh. You have fallen so far. You're like Satan of metal. You've fallen out of heaven, dude. It was awesome, both shows. And I even got to talk with JP, the temporary touring vocalist for Crimson Shadows, after the show. And he was such a cool guy. He was talking about what an honor it was for him to to get to perform with those guys. Got to talk with Grant, the guitarist for Unleash the Archers. Super cool guy as well. All these bands. I mean, that's one thing I take from both shows equally. Different styles of metal, but those bands... They're all so down to earth, and they're fans of metal who happen to play metal. Yeah, I mean, they come from where we come from, dude. And, you know, one of the things about Unleash and the new album is that it's uh, it's been released by uh, by Napalm Records, and they do such a good job of promoting their bands. Brittany talked about it at one point, how great they're supporting them. And, and so, you know, Unleash and Crimson Shadows getting all this publicity has just been a great thing, and I, I want to praise Napalm and ask them to continue to give us good bands and promote them because concerts like this are possible with that. I feel like we've almost become a podcast that just promotes the Napalm bands <laughs> with Crimson Shadows and, of course, Delane, Zandria. I love their whole roster. I think they are one of the best metal labels out there. They are good. I like Metal Blade also. And then Phil's Housecore is uh, putting out some good material also. So, you know, there's a lot out there, man, but you're, you're definitely right. Uh, Napalm is definitely one of the best. Well, let's talk about a band that hasn't been signed yet, but maybe should be signed. The band Gamora from Cincinnati that I saw. Let's take a listen in to their song, To the Depths, the title track from the 2013 EP, To the Depths. All right, kick it.
about something else. We're going away from the shows a little bit. We have a, a post, a weekly post that we do on our Facebook page that comes out every Monday. It's become very dear to me because I like the music. But it's also apparent that uh, we have some fans of that music, but we have more fans of a different type of music. So I, I think, and, and we've talked about this, that Metalcore Monday should be changed to Death Metal Monday. Thoughts? When we started this project, Brian, I think you and I were maybe a little naive about how broad we can go. Metal encompasses so much. There are so many subgenres. You and I, two people, can't cover them all. And I don't think we can be everything to everyone or necessarily focus on every type of metal. I have my specific type of metal, which is... The symphonic, melodic death, and the folk type, those key modern metal elements. But there are a lot of other elements that I'm really not as into. I'm, I can't speak competently about doom metal, because right. not because I don't like it. I just That's just not my thing, and I just, I'm not intelligent, knowledgeable enough to talk about it. You have your type of metal that you're into, which is that classic, quote, 80s metal, yeah. You're more into the power metal. Mm -hmm. And so I just think we've gravitated into those two areas. And so Metalcore Monday, I think, has kind of been left out in the cold, so to speak. And I think we might do a better job of addressing the types of metal that we're into if we change that to something that's more in our wheelhouse. Oh, I I agree. You know, I want to make sure and and that our listeners know that doesn't mean that we hate Metalcore And it certainly doesn't mean that you can't post videos and songs of bands to our Facebook page, you know, to say, hey, listen and look at this. And we can talk about that, you know, through your post. But I do think that we need to go to what we're um, experts on. And that is the Death Metal Monday. There are just so many good bands in that genre. I don't think we're going to have a problem. And so many people that listen to it and have an opinion about it. So that's what we want to do. We want to foster discussion. Yeah, and death metal itself is such a broad category. I mean, there are an infinite number of bands. We could start doing Death Metal Monday and never repeat a band. Yeah, I think that's I think that's accurate. That's what we're gonna do then, listeners. So be sure and look for the new Death Metal Monday posts on Facebook. Be sure if you want to post metalcore or black metal or doom metal bands, you can do that and we'll certainly discuss it with you. Keep listening to our content. We are so appreciative of every one of you who downloads or streams one of our podcasts or interviews. We do this for you listeners. Give us feedback on our Facebook page or by email about what bands you would like us to talk about or interview, and we will get right on that. We want to talk about issues that you guys are thinking about, so be sure and get those in. Also, make sure to check us out on iTunes. The Great Metal Debate is now available on iTunes, so if you want to stream or download us there, we're there now. We're everywhere, dude. You cannot escape the Great Metal Debate. I was surprised when I talked to JP for Crimson Shadows, and I mentioned I was with the Great Metal Debate. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Hey, man, I've got some other bands I work with who you need to know about, and I might want you to help promote. We are infesting the entire genre. Well, Brian, I think that'll do it for this episode. A good discussion, and uh, I look forward to infesting you with more folk metal goodness in the future. Hey, do me a favor. When you play the outro music, don't put a damn hurdy-gurdy in it. Crap, I'm leaving.